It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Portland Trail Blazers because Isaiah Roby turns into Shaq with a three-pointer. SGA is done for the season. So is Darius Baisley. Trey Mann was a late scratch in this game. Who's left on this Thunder roster? All of that and more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by NBA Top Shot. We're going to dive into the Thunder knocking off the Blazers, SGA and Darius Baisley being out for the season. Who's even left on this active roster for the Thunder? Isaiah Roby has an elite game, and the Thunder are maybe locked in to the fourth best odds at the top overall pick. But again, today's show is brought to you by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan. Own officially licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at lockdown.nbatopshot.com. Well, SGA is out for the season for the final eight games. He has the ankle injury. Remember over the weekend, Mark said that that was unsustainable to keep listing him, listing him as questionable every single game. And the reason for that would be the rehab process is likely a lot different. If you're rehabbing to try to get yourself to play every other night, than if you're rehabbing to just get fully healthy and don't have a, a certain tip off deadline to see if your body can go or not. And there's nothing to gain from SGA playing these last eight games. Mark did say, the organization would have a conversation with SGA, and then he confirmed that they did before Portland, and it was a collaborative effort with SGA and the organization. 
Sam Presti, Mark, SGA have all said over and over and over again that the team keeps him in the loop on what they're doing, what they're thinking, what their goals are, etc. So missing these last eight games should not be any cause for concern. He'll be back better than ever next season, and it should not worry you about the partnership or relationship between SGA and the Thunder. But his season is over. He plays 56 games this year. He averages 24.5 points per game, which is a career high, five rebounds, six assists per game. He shoots 45% from the floor, 30% from three, and 81% at the line. Post-All-Star break, though, is when he really started to flourish and come back into that star-level play of 30 points per game, five rebounds per game, seven assists per game, while shooting 54% from the floor, getting that efficiency back up, and shooting 39% from three. He shot 80% at the line since the All-Star break. After playing 82 games for the Clippers as a rookie, he's played 70, 35, and 56 for the Thunder. That is not as jarring as it sounds on paper. The 70 games for the Thunder his first year was due to the pandemic and the bubble-shortened season. The 36 games last year was plantar fasciitis, which also held him out of the Olympics, which he desperately wanted to play in for Team Canada. So it's not as though that was a tanking move or anything. Guys just get hurt. And then this year, he got hurt before the All-Star break, but it was obviously a genuine injury because he came back after the All-Star break. And then these last eight games, he's going to sit out because of this ankle injury, which doesn't really matter. But I fully expect SGA to get, of course, fully recovered from this and be back next year. Uh, ready to go for a full 82-game season, and we'll see how that pans out next season. Joining him, though, on the season-ending injury list, which is getting mighty long, we'll talk about that in a second, is Darius Baisley. He will miss the final eight games. He finishes his his year playing 69 games with 10 points per game, six rebounds, one assist per game. He shot 42% from the floor, 29% from deep, and 68% the line. However, his big improvement comes on the defensive end, where he was in the 96th percentile in the NBA in block percentage. Took a huge leap defensively, became an elite defender, being able to guard one through five this year. It was awesome to watch him play on that end of the floor. Since the All-Star break, since since the turn of the calendar year, wherever whatever mark you want to put on Darius Baisley, really since he got benched, he has also turned the corner offensively, which does not kind of show itself in the totality of the numbers. But if you break the numbers down to those certain milestones, you can see the uh, change in his offense. You can see him getting more aggressive and also being put in better spots by the Thunder to succeed, cutting more, uh, relocating more, not just standing in a corner, which is not really his game. He's His game is predicated on how athletic he is, and, and we need to see more of that from him moving forward. Speaking of moving forward, he has a $4.2 million club option for 2022-2023 uh, season. That's already been used by the club in 2023-2024. He's a restricted free agent. Now remember, the Thunder have three first-round picks this year. They also have a very high second-round pick. You would imagine they're going to consolidate some of those picks because it's hard to bring in four new roster spots. But if they do need to bring in four new roster spots, people have to exit this roster. And there aren't very many clear-cut answers for that in terms of who's on a regular NBA roster spot that could leave you know, that discussion whenever you bring in four new guys or three new guys or two new guys, however many draft picks you end the day with on that night in July or June, wherever the draft is going to be. Uh, July, I think it is. Anyway. There's not going to be that many, uh, you know, that many options to have players exit the team to bring those players in. So something to keep an eye on is Darius Basley, but uh, the Thunder, of course, like him, and they've exercised his option, and we'll see where they go from here. But now it's time for the lengthy injury report. Just to kind of reset everything if you've missed any of these injuries. Trey Mann was a late scratch yesterday with a hamstring injury. Who knows what that means? 
we're now at the seven game mark left after that Portland game. He gets scratched out of nowhere. Is that just a move against Portland? Was he really just sore in his hamstring or, or hurt his hamstring? However you want to phrase a hamstring injury. We'll see. No updates yet. But we'll see if they give us one today or, or, or tomorrow, whenever it may be uh, before the next game. Der- uh, Derek Favors out with a back injury. The Thunder have not said anything official about Derek Favors, but it seems like he's been shut down for all intents and purposes. I'd be surprised if he's been out with a back injury this whole time. And then all of a sudden uh, he comes back for one of these final seven games. That'd be really surprising to me. So uh, as far as my brain is concerned, well, it's not official. Derek Favors is just no longer on the Thunder right now. Kenny Hustle, same weird situation. He's been out with that knee injury for a long time, and the Thunder have offered zero updates on his status. The, the, you know, uh, Joe Mazzano and everybody else has been asking uh, for an update in these media sessions, pregame and postgame, and there's just not one to report yet, according to Mark. So we just don't know anything about the, the knee injury. And again, it'd be surprising to ramp him back up for these final seven games at this point, uh, getting so close to the end of the year. Uh, it's official that SGA, Darius Baisley, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Ty Jerome, and Mike Muscala are all out for the season with varying injuries for SGA's and ankle. For Darius Baisley, it's that fractured in, fractured in his knee, which we saw happen a couple games ago. For Josh Giddy, it's that hip soreness injury. Lou Dort shoulder, Ty Jerome has a hernia surgery, and then Mike Muscala has that ankle injury, which has lingered for two years now, and he finally had surgery to correct it. And then Jeremiah Robertson Earl, who broke his foot uh, earlier this year, around February 3rd, I believe it was, he is back and played 15 minutes last night against the Portland Trailblazers. So that leaves the active roster for the Thunder to Tam Albon, Vit Critchie, Aaron Wiggins, Poku, Roby, Saar, Lindy Waters III, and Jeremiah Robertson Earl. Again, still need an update on, on Trey Mann. You can throw Trey Mann in there as well. He just had a, a weird late scratch injury. That, that He was a scratch after uh, all the pregame stuff. So we'll see where he lands at. But you have eight to nine players active right now. That, of course, leaves the Thunder eligible for hardship deals if they want to utilize that uh, route and to, and to get some depth insurance for this team. We'll see. But eight to nine players active really for the rest of the way for the Thunder this season, I would imagine. And they, of course, did take care of business yesterday against Portland and win in overtime on the road because SG, because Isaiah Roby turns into just Shaq with a jump shot. And it's just amazing to see these players uh, kind of, when given the opportunity, come these elite performances out of nowhere. But, of course, Portland was also in on the tank, and they sat down a bunch of players. Uh, their roster was almost unrecognizable. We'll talk about that game, how the Thunder won, we're also going to talk about the tank in general. Like, like, what are the feelings right now around where the Thunder are at? And are they locked in to pick number four? But also, Taylor Maldon is a really good game. Wiggins was nice defensively. Lindy Waters and Vic Critchie showed you some flashes about making their future interesting. And of course, Alexei Pokashevsky was the only player who understood the assignment for the Oklahoma City Thunder. What does it all mean? We're going to talk about that coming up on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. But first, I want to say right now, but good friends over at NBA Top Shot. Folks, NBA Top Shot is the official licensed NFT of the NBA. You can connect with a passionate community of NBA fans across the globe and build your collection with your favorite moments from NBA history. NBA Top Shot is the future of what being an NBA fan looks like. It's part trading cards, part stock market, and part fantasy sports with a built-in loyalty program. NBA Top Shot has evolved trading cards and making it easier to buy, sell, and trade them by removing the hassle of card grading, shoebox collections, and binders. Their 24-7 peer-to-peer marketplace 
lets you scroll through all of your favorite players and teams. Once you find the moment you've been w- looking for and waiting for, you can buy it in just a couple of clicks. Have you heard all the time, why would I buy this whenever I could watch on YouTube for free? Why would I buy these NFT moments whenever I can watch on YouTube for free? Why would I do that? If that's what you're thinking right now, if that's what you've heard about this situation, I tell those people that it's not about watching the highlight. It's about having ownership on, in the stock market, in the stock of the NBA's greatest moments. It's owning NBA Top Shot moments that can give you access to unbuyable once-in-a-lifetime experiences. For example, last year, NBA Top Shot, a group of fans to Phoenix for Game 5 of the NBA Finals just for having Phoenix Suns moments in their collection. The following week, NBA Top Shot flew out a group of fantasy uh, fans to New York for the NBA Draft, and these collectors have a great dinner with NBA Draft prospects, including Obi Toppin, who is on, already on the Knicks, but also future prospects that, that, that were later going to be drafted, like Cade Cunningham. If you sign up for NBA Top Shot today, the best way to start is getting yourself a starter pack. You can pull a moment out from a superstar like LeBron or KD or a star rookie like Cade Cunningham or Josh Giddy for $9. Remember, head over to LockedOn.NBATopShot.com to start building your collection today. That's LockedOn.NBATopShot.com to start building your collection today. Also, I want to say about your friends over at Truebill, folks. Truebill is incredible. Do you know why companies have these scams of free trials? It's to scam you out of your money and pocket your money because you need to download Truebill and make sure you take back your pocketbook because you're going to forget to cancel these subscriptions and you're going to forget you even have them. Truebill, what they do is they take all your subscriptions and they remind you what is due next. And if you want to keep or if you want to uh, delete other subscriptions, they, they get it done for you because on average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you do not need, want, or simply forgot about because companies make sure that subscriptions are hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly easy. Just link your accounts to Truebill and they'll cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. If your Truebill concierge is there for you, you can cancel all your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. So do not wait. Do it right now. Truebill has over 2 million users and it helps them save up to $100 million per year, like Matthew B, who says, in a matter of seconds, I subscribed and saved $660 per year on my DirecTV bill. I saved $120 per year on my Sirius XM bill. And I saved $840 on my car insurance. So do not fail, do not wait, do not fall for subscription scams anymore. Go right now to uh, truebill.com slash LockedInMBA. That's truebill.com slash LockedInMBA. That is truebill.com, truebill.com slash LockedInMBA. It could save you thousands, truebill.com slash LockedInMBA. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning. Every single day, we're here for you talking Thunder basketball. If you're second, listen, go check out the Lockdown Now podcast and like a nightly recap show talking to you all about the games before from the association because we know it's hard to watch every single game. In fact, impossible. So hear from our boots on the ground experts about what's happening around the NBA with the Lockdown Now podcast on the Lockdown NBA YouTube page or wherever else you get podcasts from. Both podcasts, Lockdown Thunder and Lockdown Now is free and available across all platforms. So subscribe for free. It's all free. Subscribe for free across YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other podcasting platform that you use. Let's get into this game against Portland, which, uh, yeah, is an interesting one. And the Thunder actually win in overtime in this game. Folks, the Thunder win in overtime, 134-131. 
The Thunder made 23 pointers. I just read you their active roster before the break. That active roster made 23 pointers. It's the first time in history of the Thunder that all five starters had two plus three pointers made. The following players made four threes Isaiah Roby, Theo Maldon, Vid Critchie, Lindy Waters. They made four threes in an NBA game. In an NBA game, they made four of them. The Thunder come from behind again. They have the third most comebacks in the NBA. They were once down by 10. Six times this game was tied. The lead changed hands 17 times. Back and forth 17 times. The Thunder out-rebound the Blazers 49-47. to The Thunder have 32 assists. Portland has 28. Here's the key stat. The Thunder turned the ball over 20 times. Portland had 11 turnovers. But yet the Thunder had three more points off those turnovers, 16-13. to OKC shot uh, 53% from the floor. They shot 44% from three, making 23s as a team. That active roster made 23s as a team. Unbelievable. The Thunder shot 72% from the line. Portland shot 45% from the floor. Portland shot 40% from three. And Portland shot 69% from the line. The Thunder lose points in the paint, 56-52. to Portland wins second chance points as well, 28-23. to The team's tied fast break points, 10-all. OKC bench was outscored, of course, 48 to 30 because they used to have enough bodies. OKC once led by seven. The Thunder had seven of their eight active players in double figures. Portland had six in double digits. One player had nine, though. And this game led to frustration because you stayed up all night to watch this team on the road. And it is so advantageous for the Thunder to lose games to get better lottery odds and to try to get the top overall pick and try to get in the top three and you know, try to get these stars that are out there in Paolo and Chet and, uh, of course, Jabari Smith. And I get the frustration. I do. Because you just want the team to lose games, and it feels like, well, sure, Tam Aldon had a great game. Isaiah Roby had a great game. Isaiah Roby had an elite basketball game yesterday. He played in an elite level. But it's so frustrating because, number one, you prefer the loss. And number two, what does it mean that Isaiah Roby played against a bunch of G-leaguers and was elite? What, what does that mean, that he played against a bunch of G-league caliber players and he was elite and he, he was awesome? Can you take anything from that? Will that improve the Thunder at all or him at all individually? It just doesn't feel as rewarding as a loss would. However, my counterpoint to all of that would be just laugh. There's no point to get upset. There's no point to... to have the jokes about cutting Isaiah Roby because he had a great game. What else do you want them to do? If the only way the Thunder are going to lose games is by benching Isaiah Roby and Tail Maldon, I'm not convinced that they're ever going to lose games at that point in a tanking fashion. I never want to hear worries about culture ever again until we have a culture, a bad culture storyline. Because right now, there is no such thing as bad culture. I don't want to hear worries or whispers about, oh, but but if you tank and if you lose, they're going to have a bad culture. I don't want to hear that. They're playing with fringe NBA guys, and it doesn't matter. They're well-coached, and they have players who understand that they need to be go-getters and need to go try to win basketball games and, and try their best every time. And they're just professionals. They get it done. This is the kind of caliber of people that they hire and that they employ. That's the bottom line. And I said during the preview of this stretch of, of the schedule, it'll be hard to lose both games against Portland, and they didn't lose the first one. 
you hope they lose the second one. They didn't lose the first one. They even sat down Trey Mann. I just don't understand if you were somebody complaining about this win or somebody who is just perplexed, what more can they do? They even sat down Trey Mann. They were led by Isaiah Roby and Tail Malvon. Malvon, who our draft expert, Richard Stamen at Mastrath on Twitter, presented stats on this podcast that suggest Tail Malvon is the worst player in the entire NBA. And he scores 23 points on 41% from the floor and makes four threes and shoots 44% from three. There's nothing more to do. There's nothing more you can do. There's no more levels, levers to pull. There's no more secret traps. Like It's not like they're holding out to tank. They went all out in this game. Late scratch for Trey Mann. Again, we don't know if that's a real injury or not, but it is suspicious. So, so I'm usually one that does not allow for skepticism or, or allow for you know the, the hypotheticals of, oh, this is only for tanking. This one is skeptical. This one, this specific injury right here for Trey Mann is a little interesting. It's one that you got to point to and keep an eye on, right? Now, again, we don't know for a fact or not what this injury is yet. So I'm just saying this is one that will allow your mind to wander. I usually don't do that if you listen to this podcast for a long time. They did everything they could. They just have a good culture. They're a prisoner of their own culture, a prisoner of their own success, a prisoner of their evaluation. Because they didn't bring in guys who are terrible locker room guys. They didn't bring in guys who are selfish. They didn't bring in guys who, you know, will drag the team down. They brought in guys who will do anything it takes to follow a coach's instruction. They hired a good coach and play together. That's it. That's all there is to it. Look, you don't think that Kevin Porter Jr. or or guys on the, on the Rockets want to get their individual stats up and want to succeed on the court, just like as they succeeded. Yes, they do. Whatever. Everybody's playing a me game in Houston and everybody's playing a Wii game in the, with the thunder. You're seeing the difference there. It's only a couple games, but it's a couple games matter when you're trying to get to the mountaintop or the Valley of having the best odds in the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs, more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. And personally, I don't believe in this whole karma-like tanking thing. That if you tank, you're not going to get the top overall pick. I don't believe in that. And if you do, well, everybody's doing that. The Rockets just sat down all their veterans yesterday. Now, did they make that move a little bit too late? Maybe. But they did sit down all their veterans yesterday. They're not going to play them anymore. Teams around the league are, are shutting down players. Pistons with Diallo, et cetera, et cetera. And the Thunder have too. The Thunder have shut down players that maybe in a, in a playoff year could have toughed it out. Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. And it's just not working because of their culture, because of everything that they've built. So I no longer, whenever we're in the offseason mode and saying, well, can the Thunder afford to tank another season? Because it might create a losing culture and it might create a bad culture. No, I don't want to hear that anymore. Until we have somebody throwing balls at, at teammates in practice or punching guys in practice or doing something bad, I don't want to talk about it because it's not true. This is the second straight year that the Thunder have tried to tank, and for whatever reason, they can't do it. They cannot lose the games you need to lose the tank. They can have a bad record, 
They currently have a bad record. Last year they had a bad record. They can have a bad record. But it's a different kind of bad to get to the bottom three. And the Thunder just can't reach that point. They just can't. As much as they should, as much as they want to, as much as it's been, it would be advantageous to, when the ball's tipped and here we are, they can't because they have too good of a culture. And I guess you'd rather have this problem than the other problem, obviously. And so we'll see. I think that the Thunder are locked into pick four. I, I don't see how they climb after this. I don't see how they how they can move up. They're, they're still two and a half games out, but we only have seven to play. And you'd have to beat, I mean, I should say, you have to lose to Detroit and Portland coming up. And also you'd have to lose to the Clippers, who would have Paul George back, presumably. Like, I don't think that they're just going to bring Paul George back this week and then bench him again to the, to the postseason. I think they're going to bring him back and work him as much as they can while being responsible to get the rest off of him before the play-in. So Paul George is back, and, and that'll be good for that last Clippers game. What in the world is going to happen with, with the Lakers, that second-to-last game? Who knows? The Jazz right now keep losing games, and that could create that third-to-last game in April on the April 6th to be very important for their seeding. So maybe that is great for the Thunder. But – You've got to lose against Atlanta. Okay, they're fighting for the play in, playoffs in the West and trying, trying to fight for seeding. That's fine. Detroit, all-time tanking battle. Phoenix, they have nothing to play for, but is that too soon to sit down everybody on April 3rd while you wait out the next five days or, or six days before the playoffs? That might be too soon. You might get bailed out there against Phoenix. Portland, we just saw how difficult it is to beat Portland. I mean, to lose to Portland in this tanking mess. And then Utah Lakers, Clippers, already, we've already explained this is difficult. The road to, to get better than four is an uphill battle. But luckily, I don't think you're going to fall past four. Because while the Pacers are five back, again, there's only seven games left. So I think you're at four again, and we'll see what happens. Is it finally the four, for, you know, the four slot to jump to number one again? We'll see. We'll see what happens. But Coming up, we're going to talk about individual performances like Isaiah Roby. But first, what's here right now? Very good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need. It's that simple and easy. It's awesome for you to use. Rockauto.com, folks, make sure you go over there and check them out. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box and then we'll do from there. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business, again, serving auto parts online for 20 years. Folks, my favorite part about rockauto.com is that it's all discreet and that they don't know my level of knowledge because, frankly, I don't have any knowledge. So if I walk into a brick-and-mortar store, they're going to try to sell me a bunch of baloney, right? They're not going to try to give me an honest deal because they know they can get one over on me. But at rockauto.com, they don't know my level of knowledge, so therefore I get the same low prices as everybody else. We all get reliably low prices and an amazing selection at rockauto.com. Again, tell them that Lockdown sent you in the how did you write this box, and they'll know what to do from there. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And I want to say right now to go listen to Lockdown NBA for a recap show in 30 minutes or less of every NBA storyline in action from the night before. Also, subscribe to Lockdown Thunder for free. It's available across all platforms. Listen on your way to work. Listen on your way back from work. Listen in your office, your cubicle, wherever you're at, at home in the shower, wherever you want to listen to it, listen to it. Locked on Thunder every single day. We're here talking Thunder basketball. Remember, we're going to start having our NBA draft profile and projections coming out on every single prospect. Also, we're going to do one recapping the season for 
each Thunder player. A lot of content still coming out even after the regular season ends, so make sure you check that out as well. We're staying daily every single day, so you always got somewhere to talk Thunder basketball year-round right here, Locked on Thunder. Let's continue this game, though, against Portland. The big storyline is Isaiah Roby. I mean, what the heck? Career high, 30 points. Isaiah Roby Island is flourishing right now. For those of you that have been a long-time Thunder listener, Locked on Thunder listener, four assists, eight rebounds, two steals, two blocks, only two turnovers, three fouls. He shot 50% the line, but he shot 80% from three, making four triples and shot 84% from the floor, 11 for 13. Yeah, the game tying three. What does it all mean? Again, who knows? The level of competition is so tough, and he just had the pure usage that he's never going to have again in a real NBA setting. But still, nice for Roby. I mean, these are games that these guys can look back on and kind of bringing the human element into it. These are games that these guys can look back on no matter how their NBA career finishes or what happens from this point forward. Dude, you scored 30 points in an NBA game. Forget the circumstances. That's really, really cool to go like live your life knowing you scored 30 points in an NBA game. Tim Eldon, again, last week, Richard was saying he's the worst player in the NBA with these stats that he had. And in these last three games, he's been top tier. He's worth 23 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. That shot 41% from the floor, 44% from three, making four threes as well. Wiggins played great defense on his way to 28 points, 5 rebounds, uh, 6 assists, 2 for 6 from three, uh, 57% from the line. You know I love Aaron Wiggins, and he is just a, a really good 3 and D option for the Thunder long term. I think he is a long-term piece for OKC. Uh, Vit and Lindy Waters each made four threes, each scored 12 points, but Vit scored, uh, but Vit shot 66% from three. Lindy shot 40% from three. Olivier Saar, 12 points, five rebounds, two steals. Cool. But we've got to crown Poku. Poku was the only one who understood the assignment. He scores 11 points, gets 11 assists, eight rebounds, a block, but has six turnovers in 41 minutes, 36% from the floor, 33% from three. Threw balls into the upper deck in this game and it still was not enough the thunder covered the one and a half point spread Moneyball pick was vit critchy but he had four just like roby malvon and and, and vit and, and waters did as well so if you had any of those guys you also won Moneyball pick the mvp of this game isaiah roby with the 30 points is the actual answer on two missed shots but the real mvp is poku because at least he understood what the thunder are trying to do in this madness so tomorrow we're going to have the draft pod wednesday I should say that that'll be Wednesday show Thursday. We're going to recap the Hawks game. And then Friday, we're going to have our look back at last year's player profile and projection and see who we got right, who we got wrong, what we would change moving forward and kind of how the draft cycle goes in circles a bit. But until then subscribe to lockdown thunder for free across all platforms and be good and be good to one another. Hey, prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.